This is Happy Monkey. This is Happy Monkey. What's good, Happy Monkey fan? This is 500K. Hope y'all having a blessed day today, and I hope y'all having a blessed day every day after after that. Always make sure to choose happy and choose that za, because that za gonna make you happy. Don't choose that mid. Don't choose that reds. That za. Motherfucking Happy Monkey Podcast today, and we got a homie today, man. Man who wears many hats. He's good on the money side. You know, it's always good to have a brother on the side who's good with money. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He's definitely a part of the culture because that's my man. You know, can't stop, won't stop. You know, uh, my man uh, Vladimir. You want to hit him with a little bit more details because you know my man's a guy of many hats over here. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This brother right here has been putting it down for the culture and the corporate for a minute. Absolutely. You know, from all sides of corporate to all the legal states, definitely. You know, representing us in the right light. Yes. His latest, his latest position is the. Director of Social Equity for the U.S. Cannabis Council. Make sure that we have our fair share and our voice heard over Absolutely. there on the federal level. Our brother from another mother, Tahir Johnson, aka Tahir. Yo, 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 yo! City boys, what's up, hey, man? I'm not going. I'm not going live, man. I'm I'm happy to to finally make it to the Happy Monkey podcast. You know, y'all are legendary, man. So you know, it's it's good to be amongst the vibes. I'm I'm glad to glad to holler at y'all today, man. What up? We appreciate you, Ty, man. Please let everybody know where they can find you on Instagram and all your social media and all the good shit. Absolutely, man. It's it's Ty Diddy everywhere. T a h d i d d y. Um, of course, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all that is my by the my, my government. Tahir Johnson. Um, so yeah, man, holla at me. Um, you know, like I said, uh, what I, the work I do at U.S. Cannabis Council. Um, you know, man, I'm, I'm working on trying to make sure that our folks um, that that social equity um, and inclusion, social justice, keep making sure that people that have been victims of the war on drugs and really a part of the cannabis community and culture have access to opportunities in the industry. As we're looking at um, legalizing a multi. Um, billion dollar industry right like black and latino people have very little ownership um in the industry so you know i'm trying to make sure that we can that i can use my skills that i have like you said coming from finance um you know and, and really having always been a part of the industry to make sure that i can bridge that gap and make sure we get opportunities man so you know for those that don't know todd can you break down like uh what is that comprised of the u.s cannabis council so you know that people could really understand how this thing is moving out here yeah, absolutely. So I'll say U.S. Cannabis Council is probably um, one of the most diverse collections of cannabis companies um, and organizations that are that are really collected together to really have a unified voice towards federal legalization. So when I say that, I mean, um, you know, probably some of the largest cannabis companies um, in the country and organizations that have been leading the way in terms of policy 
um, like Marijuana Policy Project, mm-hmm. Cannabis Trade Federation, other organizations, you know, like I said, because when you look at, um, you know, cannabis policy is really fragmented. You have people focusing on different states um, and then a lot of different organizations that are like pursuing different policies. So the idea behind U.S. Cannabis Council is if you put everybody together and we can be stronger to push for the type of policies that we that we want to have and for legalization and, and really at the core of that is making sure that with legalization, we have opportunities for social equity and opportunities that come from communities that have been harmed by the war on drugs because what is legalization if we don't you know if we don't make sure that people that come that have been traditionally part of the industry don't have a have a part to participate in that and that doesn't just mean ownership of cannabis businesses um but ancillary businesses as well and then you know money going back to these communities that have been harmed tax whether it's tax credits and you know so many other things that can be done um so you know it's my my role really is to try to make sure that Again, not just from the policy standpoint that we're focused on these things, but also that um, companies are practicing good corporate social responsibility um, and being active in those different areas. Uh, got it. Got it, man. So, uh, again, you know, we know, you know, me and Vlad and David and the team, and we all know you are very intelligent, intellectual, <laughs> you know, but you also are very positive because, you know, I watch your shit. You know, I personally watch your shit. So you're a very positive dude. You wake up in the morning, get your exercise on, get your dance on and all that shit. Todd that he can't stop, won't stop. I love it. But we, that's what that I kind of want to go into that now. You know, I kind of want to go into yeah. Todd Diddy, the person and. Your past experience with cannabis, baby. Let me know your first time getting high. What was the first time your <laughs> first love situation with baby girl? Oh man, so you know, um, one of the, my my first time getting high, man. I think back to it was high school. It was it was sophomore year, um, and I always been somebody that plays sports like basketball. Always doing something, mm-hmm, man. Basketball, mm-hmm. football, track, all of that. And then my sophomore year in high school, I broke my finger. I'm like right before basketball basketball season, like actually right in the beginning. Oh, and that was like, you know, had that time, right? Sitting <laughs> at home, started started yeah. blazing. Um, and then so ever ever since then, um, it, it was just one of those things where like in college, I think that, you know, I always found that cannabis was something that brought people together, right? So many friends that I would have, you smoke, you chill. Um, like I was always into hip hop music, so much stuff like that. So you could be creative. Um, cannabis, I mean, cannabis is always something that I've been, that I've, that's been, I mean, a part of, you know, just me being a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things also like growing up, like, you know, in Trenton where I came from, um, you know, being exposed to a lot of other drugs and things that were in the community. My parents were always letting me know the difference, right? Like I never had like that gateway drug thing. Like my parents told me like, if you're going to do something, you know, smoke weed, weed, like (laughs) none of that other stuff. So. Um, you know, that's kind of the perspective that I always had. Well, you had some progressive parents, man. Shout out to your parents, man. Shout out to the makers. Yeah, man. Well, you know, and they were in the arts. So, like, my dad's a jazz singer. Um, oh, my mom nice. is right. a dance school. So, you know, I kind of always realized the reality. And also for me, like, my parents keeping it real. So I knew that there were people that were successful because I had seen it in real life. Like, my parents were kind of the kind of kept it real so i knew that there were people that were doctors right. like all types of things you know there was always the stigma where people didn't talk about it publicly but understanding that people could still be use cannabis and be successful mm-hmm. um is something like you know that stigma for me didn't exist but of course like the um the reality of it is like and and also in the community like what i also faced growing up was the same challenges of like you know being like growing up in trenton 
like being arrested, like being, you know, pulled over, arrested, like seeing so many friends being impacted by that. Um, you know, like, like I said, that real experience for me um, is different. Cause like, you know, when I think and talk about like victims of the war on drugs, it's not me hypothetical. Like I really came up having to go through mm. all of that stuff personally. So when I, when I'm thinking of how I want to create policies that repair our communities, yes, I'm really thinking about, you know, places where I grew up myself and, and business, you know, entrepreneurs, how do we create opportunities so that somebody like Happy Monkey can be a part of the game? Correct. Um, like when New York comes online, right? That's that's really what it's all about. Nah, it's hot, Diddy, man. It's important, everything that you're doing. And uh, it's important that everybody knows, like Ramon said, that, you know, you're super intellectual to have been on all these different boards. But people need to understand that you also know how the culture and how the war on drugs really affected our communities. You know what I mean? And it's different, like you said, hearing about it, reading about it, than experiencing it. Correct. And, and, and I just feel like as far as you personally, you're the youth. You know what I mean? You're not like the old school. You're like, you know, I, I love everybody. Like, I love Crystal People's folks and everybody who's representing for us, right? But you representing for us now. You know what I mean? And, you know, you're, you're kind of like letting the people know, like, our generation got someone who's really responsible and really ready to rock this shit out. You know what I mean? This is a real, yeah. real individual. On the yeah, line. man. And because, you know, that was one of the things that I found, like, you know, fact, rewinding a few years back when I was looking at the industry, you know, when, when there was this perception that, you know, people that look like us can't necessarily excel in the industry. Like people will want to be like, oh, well, it's a multi-million dollar industry now. So we don't necessarily have the intelligence or business skills to, to conquer it. Like, you know what it takes to like actually run a successful cannabis business without legalization. It's not easy. But also I knew that understanding finance and business and having come from a background. So like I, I was a financial advisor um, before I got into cannabis. So knowing that I could leverage that experience and be able to use that to, you know, like kind of represent in a different type of way was was something that was like that I always understood. Um, and, you know, even finance, like going back to that, that like my passion around that was just understanding that people from our community don't have the opportunity to understand money. Like everything that I had learned prior, you know, seeing family grow up was learning all the wrong things to do with money. Right. And, and not having it. So I've really got into finance because I wanted to educate our communities um, but really the job that I ended up having it was managing wealthy people's money. So when I looked at the cannabis industry being like that really wasn't a passion anymore. When I looked at the cannabis industry, having this opportunity to take all these things that I had learned to be able to, when you look at cannabis as a new industry, to be able to impact that and create opportunities, um, for so many other people was, you know, something that, that I really love the opportunity to do. And it's, it's crazy to really be doing what I'm doing now, living my dream, actually doing it, man. You know I, what I mean? I, I love that because we talk about this all the time, right? We tell people that if you want to get in this game, you don't necessarily got to go straight for the weed part. You know what I mean? Like, definitely bring whatever skill you had in the past and bring it to this joint. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm glad you're kind of saying that, you know, I'm coming from this finance background and 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 i'm bringing my tenants to the cannabis industry i appreciate that yeah man and the, i think the other talent that i got from finance was really the, the relationship thing man right because when you think about being a young black guy um to just even what you have to do to to get into the circles and find the money that you had that i had to have to right. manage like you know building those relationships with people that's something that i always ask like you know i, I know how to hustle get in the room like, you know, do what I got to do, make uh -huh. those connections and build those relationships, connect people together. 
and build value. So, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what can I put together. And, and I, I love building things. I mean, I, I love doing it dope, man. Like, I just love especially having, you know, just being able to connect people from, again, whether it's New York to Cali or, you know, just just all types of opportunities, man. There's there's so much as the industry's growing that we could do together, man. Todd, man, you, who, who inspires you? What people inspire you to become this renaissance man that you become? Man, you know, um, when I, I think of, um, like, people that I looked at before um, getting in the cannabis industry, one of the biggest people that first um, that introduced me heavy into the cannabis industry was Shanita Penny. Um, she was the she was the um, she was the director. I'm sorry, the president of MCBA at the time. Um, I met her through a friend that I went to Howard with that HBCU connection. Um, and man, like when I learned about MCBA, like a Minority Cannabis Business Association, and just like how you could lo like lobby for federal policy. Um, and seeing that it changed my whole like perspective on, on like what was possible in the industry. So she was a big influence for me. But, you know, like when I think of the cannabis industry and I think y'all are a big part of this, like I think a big part of what's missing is like when people look at the culture, the fact that like there's this business side of it, but you could keep it real and be like a real person. Right. And like, you know, just show that side, like, you know, for me, like that vibe, but like what's missing is like I grew up on like Puff and Hove and people mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. like showing, you know, like just bringing that swag to the game and the culture. Like, I feel like for me to be in the position I'm in and like, you know, be a person that's whether I'm whether I'm like talking to people that are CEOs of companies or like whether I'm lobbying with people on like Capitol Hill. Like I always want to continue to represent who I am as an authentic person. And it took so much time to grow to get into that point. Like I said, being in like Wall Street, working at Morgan Stanley, like with a name like Tahir. And like having to, you know, how to represent yourself. Like I said, yeah. I just learned how to navigate yeah. these spaces. So it's dope. Like, you know, I've had experience where I've been like, you know, back, like at my past job at NCIA being with a congressman and I'm wearing phone posits, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, your sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Members of Congress being like, I like your sneakers. Like, so it's yeah. like bringing that type of flavor to exactly. it, like the industry and doing what we're doing, but still being professional at, you Correct. know, at the same Correct. time. Correct. Right. Um, you know, I, I think it's an important part of the, it's an important part of the industry because it's all just breaking it down. And I think for, for other people to be able to see, like that example of like, right, what you can do and how you can take it and still come in and have, you know, have your place, um, you know, within the industry. Yeah, man, it's important. Like, that's why uh, me and L Ramon learned quick. Like, you know, we, we came up, you know, in the culture and in the legacy market that, um, you know, you don't once you get intellectual on the corporate side, you don't have to let go of who you are as a person, what your culture represents and still be able to be in these rooms that you mentioned and be respected and be intellectual. And, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. You could really, you know, still own who you are without, mm -hmm. while still, you know, being able to be respected and, you know, as a business person and entrepreneur in this, in this field, this is, is one of the few is rare, you know? Yeah, man, absolutely, man. And it's, it's so, there's so much to, so much to learn, man. And like so much to do, man. And like so many different places that we could take that to, you know, like I said, just so, just so many parts, of, just so many parts of the industry, man. It's, it's just so much opportunity. Yeah. All right. So before we move forward, because I know we got some more serious questions and more shit to say, man. I just want to <laughs> mention real quick that the last time we seen each other, it was in Boston. Y'all remember? Yeah, it was, was in Boston. <laughs> yeah, it was the NCIA man. conference. 
And you know, I just want to say it's been a minute, man. Right? We in 2021. You still Yo. haven't seen Tyler since then. Yeah, that was you know? that was February. That was February, like li- like you know, month before. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like I look back, then people wasn't really even talking about COVID in February. The next month, March. That's it. Was, it was curtain. It was, it was, it was all shut down. Everybody, yeah, man. That mm-hmm. shit was crazy, man. We were smoking heavy though. At least we got to see each other last time. And again, yeah. Every, ladies and gentlemen, this is a man who wear many hats. And we was in the NCIA, and your man wasn't there. He wasn't there attending, all right? So it's not like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you know, and, and that's one of the things that's, that's important, too, man. Like, you know, again, like, as New, as New York coming online, man, like, I, I miss coming, like, coming up to Happy Monkey was always a part of, like, my, if like, I'm coming to New York, like, you know, I'm coming through, right? Yeah. So, like, just making sure that that can continue, man, and as, 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 legalization comes man i think it's really important for y'all to to be a part of it man so i just just want i'm excited to see what y'all are going to do next man that goes into my next question to hear you know like, you know we value your opinion man because like my, my brother said you you wear many hats and you got a bird's eye view on this industry so like what do you think in the next couple of years like how do we make sure that, you know, all the people from the culture and this industry keeps on moving in an equitable way, not only on a state level like New York's just coming online, but also on a federal level? Like, what does the community, the industry, everybody got to do to ensure that um, everything stays intact and fair and equitable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I think that, um, so for one, I still believe that access to capital it's one of the biggest things that's going to make a difference to us being able to have opportunities in the industry, right? Um, from having a perspective of even scored applications, like you see that disparity in the haves and the have-nots, it makes such a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about corporations or people that have millions of dollars versus like people that are just trying to get by, like right to even try to, to go on this and finance this endeavor is a, is a hard thing. So I think that whether we're talking about like access to banking through like safe banking or like comprehensive legalization or even like legalization on the state levels making sure that people can have access to capital to really build their business is going to be critical um you know to being part of the industry the other thing that i would just offer people what i've learned and what i saw firsthand like being here in jersey as we were fighting for legalization and even like how the what the laws were going to look like and seeing what y'all did in new york man like the voice of the people is so important being politically engaged. And I think that that was the biggest thing that I learned like through this whole process, because like as soon as I saw it, like three years ago, I was like, yo, this being politically engaged and knowing what's going on, having a voice to it, like and giving, just giving your opinion and insight from where we come from can, is so meaningful. Like having people come together, like it, it really changes the, the legislation and what's possible. Like if, I think like years ago, nobody would have ever thought we would have saw laws like as 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 hugely in support of social equity is what we saw like for one like in what we saw in new jersey everybody thought that was big and new york turned it up even more and that's all because <laughs> of the people unifying and coming together Correct. so i think as we continue that path like it's so important for us to learn and really understand this industry and policy man and, and use your voice man that, that's the hugest thing I, I think i learned through this whole thing yeah man i feel like uh we kind of learned the same thing through new york coming on that one thing is that I learned that um, no matter how much money, how much power they can't control is the culture in the community. If the mm-hmm. culture in the community really wants something, it's hard for them to really stop that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like important for everybody throughout the country and all the communities and and all the cultures and all the cities and all the towns to know that their voice matters and when you rally them the right way. Yeah, because you know that was one of the things that kind of happened with us. You know, it, it, we didn't we didn't want to step into those shoes, but it was kind of easy for us, right? So we was we were having the events and we were kind of seeing that. There was a lot of things that me and Vladimir didn't know. We learned with the people. We learned with the community that was coming here, right? So we figured, damn, just with that, with these bits of pieces of information that they're giving us, we know that the hood don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We know that the hood don't know that the bill's about to pass, and it was about to pass a certain way. You know, they didn't know. You know, so just giving them this, these bits and pieces of information, sometimes, you don't. you know, people react. You know, you think that they not, but they people will. Yeah, no, and I like I think the same way, and that's why it's an important part of the process of that education. Because again, I think back to um, New Jersey when we legalized friends and family members I talked to, like looking back to November, mm-hmm. like you know legalization's on the line. I'm like, yo, you know, like we's about to be legalized here, and they're like, what? Right? <laughs> like they you know, even know. like you've been selling weed, like you're like doing whatever your whole life, and you're not following this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like. You have to understand because also if you want to actually be a part of, not just if you want to be a part of the industry, like, you know, that's one side of it, but, you know, like making sure that you know, like how to get your record expunged and, you know, all those different things come along with it are all important. Word up. Todd Diddy, how was your 420? Because we all know that last year we ain't really have one of us have one the way we wanted to. Word. So how was yours? Because I know you're a national superstar. So yeah. wherever you at is Liddy. <laughs> yeah. For, so 420, like I, you know what? I didn't. Um, I was I was kind of chilling in the crib, and I wanted to I wanted to actually come up to New York and rock with y'all, man. Um, got seen that y'all turned up for that, but I was like, I went to Denver the week before, so like I was oh, in Denver. So yeah, I came, so, I came oh, back on, on like, I came back the day before four twenty. So like, so you can say four twenty week. I went out to Denver and I was smoking with Wanda James. Oh, um, she was cool. so Wanda man. She, we just had yeah, the podcast it. recently. That's some stunt. Yo, the big shit. homie man. She's so cool, man. Like I just got to like kick it with her and her husband, the Simply Pure fam. He made some bomb food. Her husband Scott. You know he's a chef, man. He made some crazy jerk chicken. It was amazing, <laughs> um, man. And like you know, in, at the, the week jerk. after four twenty, like a couple days after four twenty, I went out to Cali. Um, and so, like, I, like a, a couple days after, like, I went in. Um, I went to L.A., San Francisco. I went to San Diego. Um, and I, like I said, I got to get all over. So, I mean, actually, on four twenty, of course, I, I smoked. Like I do, like every day is four twenty. But <laughs> like the week before and the week after, I guess you could say I kind of got to like celebrate or, or be amongst the cannabis community. That was really like my first. You know, that's really as it was opening back up outside. I got vaccinated. I guess that was like March. I got vaccinated like early on, like March, April, something like that. So I was excited to be able to take some trips and get back outside. Word. I ain't even mad at you, man. At least you came outside. You went to Denver, so at least you, and you, sm- you smoked the, with kings and queens and shit, man. Yeah, hey, as soon as I got my shot, man, I was like, you know, I'm got to, you know, especially, I mean, I don't know if y'all seen, like, the, the of course, the flight prices were, like, mad cheap, but yeah. now they're going back to normal. So, like, I was like, when it was still low, like, I was like, you know what, let me just book a couple little trips and, and get around, see some people. Um, but, you know, now, like I said, it's the, all the flights are back to normal and everything. <laughs> Tadetti, so you, uh, you know, you having a understanding the way you do it in industry, you know, the full spectrum, as they say. How do you think when New York comes on full blast is going to affect the industry, the culture, 
and you know just everything as a whole that we know about the cannabis industry what's your opinion on how new york is going to affect things yeah i mean i, I think it makes a big difference I, i've seen statistics that have said like new york of, of course like even without having the legal market is is if not maybe possibly like the top cannabis consuming city like in the in the world you know what i mean and i mean just personally like when you look at like i know like we're like again so like i think new york just being in cannabis even without legalization what it represents and has been a center um for cannabis i think like again with legalization it's only going to be it's, it's impactful if nothing like so i mean the revenue that it makes but certainly it pushes the envelope and it changes the game for what people think is possible for social equity so like i think like you know it's but now it's going to be all about seeing how this comes to play in real life um, you know, examples like Illinois, there were a lot of good um, things in the bill that now, like in terms of money going to communities, right, from the tax money and all those types of things, that's actually happening. But the licensing, we haven't seen where people of color have actually had access to the licensing. Um, so, I, and of course, it will come eventually. But I think in New York, trying to make sure that we get that, that get, you know, that that's done right is going to be, again, I think that's one of the critical pieces to it. Um, and again, like New York's Empire State, man, like, you know, I certainly think that, um, again, it's, it's going to change the game, man. Like, you know, I always I'm from Jersey, man. So, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm right with the East Coast. I think, it, again, I think it's going to, of course, when you look at economics, right, you always have California. They're known for great cannabis. Like you look at cost, um, like, you know, they can grow outdoors, all that type of stuff. But I mean, there's always get been good bud in New York and everything too. So, you know, like I said, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Nah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, uh, like you said, you mentioned a few things there that we're very vigilant on right now because you know we watch that happen in the noise and in California. So right now, the bill fresh out is looking like one of the best bills in the country. But we're real vigilant. Being vigilant on the Cannabis Control Board, the Advisory Board, which is the people that's going to implement the regulations, the compliance, because we know that amazing bills like this can be undone through compliance and regulations. And that's what we, we you know, we keeping a Hawkeye on and making sure that they don't, you know, undo all the good things that are on there right now. Right. Yeah. And I, and I also believe that it's important, like you said, to not only have representation amongst the companies, but like you said, amongst that commission, the people that are making the rules, that leadership. Right. And we saw the same thing play out in New Jersey. Right. Like at first there, there were no black men on there. So they made sure that they that they address like people spoke out and they made sure that they addressed that and then they changed it. And so, again, that speaks to the power of like following knowing what's going on and using your voice. Um, same same thing in New York. So, again, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. But y'all have good leadership, right? In terms of the bill that came out, you know, y'all have, you know, y'all have strong leadership there, um, you know, leading the way. So again, I, I'm 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 really excited about what's going to come. Yeah, right now it's looking good from what I'm hearing in the barbershop. shop. That's when me and Ramon get our information from at the barbershop. shop. We hey, heard that there's the definitely going to be, you know, there's going to be a cannabis control board of five people and an advisory board of thirteen people. Mm-hmm. I heard on the five people that there's some people of color on there, so. That's definitely good to hear, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, man. So you tell me, man, what's 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 y'all smoking on up there in New York, man? What's mm. that what's that fire right now? Well right now, right now I'm smoking on some sour tagi, man. I like to smoke on uppers whenever I'm on the uh the podcast because you know that shit keep me chatty and buzzy and shit like that. I don't like to get slumped. I don't like to get smacked. Mm-hmm. You know how people like to get smacked. That's not just not what it does, cause 
So what about you, Ty? Uh, what's your favorite, yeah, you know, strain right now? What's your go-to? How do you how do you like to smoke? Do you like to smoke in like joints? Do you like to smoke bloods? Do you like to smoke bogs? Like, what's your favorite go-to? Yeah, man. You know what? For the longest, I was always on like I used to get like the packs of the raw cones, like the hundred packs, and mm-hmm. I would get one of them every month from Amazon. Um, but since I've been coming back home to Jersey a lot more, like over the past couple months. Like being up here, I switched it back to Dutchies because, like, that's what everybody Aha. smokes up here. So I've been uh, Dutchies, like, really baby. Been, that's the East Coast. Yeah, they need to send. Yeah, man. Like, like us, you know, some sponsored Dutchies already. My nigga. Hey, man. Exactly, man. Oh, so it's so crazy. Like I switched the papers for so long, but it's like once you once you start smoking like the, like a Dutchies, you, it don't even. It's not even the same, man. So like switched it back to that. But I just grabbed this new. Um, this gravity bong, this student glass joint, like the cookies joint. It's like yeah, the joint yeah, yeah, where's yeah. it on Instagram. Yeah. That shit is hard, man. I've been fucking with that off the past like week. <laughs> <laughs> you been getting ripped. So I did yeah, it. You man. know, everybody don't know out here that you also dip and dabble in the media. I want to know who's been your favorite um, guest on the Cannabis Diversity Report. Yeah, man. You know, one of my one of my favorite episodes that I've had on the Cannabis Diversity Report was that, that I had an episode with brothers from Boston, man. Um, my boy Shayuna Dataji. Oh, um, he's the owner the homie, of Elevate Cannabis. Legend. Yo, man, like me. And, oh, yo, and it's man. so crazy because like me and Shayun met like all the way back. Like he had he had, had the first dispensary in Oregon. Um, you know, like, and he had like shut down before he like opened that one back up and opened the joint in Boston. Me and him had connected and became friends. So it's just been great to like, and the thing is like everybody, and that's the thing about me. Like, so when I came into the industry, like I really made it my mission to get to know everybody and connect with everybody. So like everybody that's been on the podcast, they're all like people that I rock with, like, you mm-hmm. know, talk to in real life. Like it's mm-hmm. not really like you know, fake. And I think that's what's made it successful. Um, but like, like I said, his story specifically, like that, not just him, but my man, Reginald Stanfield, he's in Boston. Also, first black cultivator up there. Um, my boy, Devin, um, Devin Alexander, he's he's popping with the delivery like that. Like I said, that was just one of my favorite episodes, because, again, like all of them, that was like pre like everything. And they like just to see how they're like popping. Oh, you know hell, yeah. Legendary. hell yeah. Like I, I love yeah. seeing that. Yeah, like I love seeing that turn up. Like, you know, and there's there's been so many dope people, but just seeing that, like, like seeing how people get to like turn up and like do stuff. Like my I'll tell you, like my man Shane, because like we always talk, and like I sent him an email yesterday and like I got a response from the secretary, like Mr. and Dana's you a response, like, bro, you was like, you made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was like, I love it. I was like, you know, that's what I love to see, man. Like people turning up, like, yeah. you know, going from you know the before to after, especially like in this cannabis industry, man. And I just being able to tell those stories and inspire more, like the idea that somebody will listen to a story like that and be like, you know, I was arrested for cannabis at 14, but now I'm here. I am like owning dispensaries on both sides of the country. Word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Coming like, you know, that's what I like. I just love telling them stories, man. Yeah, we love seeing that and we love to give flowers now. You know, and you know, we'll give you your flowers right now, Ty. That's why you're here as well. I know you're talking about Shea Wom, but you are part. You are part of that process as well, my friend, because we seen it as well, my G. You know what I mean? Facts of life. So we seen your turnout, my brother. We seen the turnout, my brother. So we proud of you, yeah. my brother. We 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 are proud to call you a friend as well, my friend. Hey, appreciate it, man. You know, because like I'll tell you, man. That like when I first started. Again, like I like I got I worked hard to kind of get to where I was in finance because I'll say even with that, 
um, you know, it was a place that I never expected or imagined to, to be in. Cause like you people where we come from, I didn't know anybody that was like, you know, in finance or financial advisors like that. So, and then just taking that jump, like I quit my job, like where I finally started making money to go be a bud tender at a dispensary. <laughs> right. I didn't know Crazy. how that was going to end up. The story could have been real bad, man. Yeah, like, it could have. Like, it could have been real so bad. So, like, you know, again, it's just, it's just been a blessing, man. Like, so I've been able to, like, I'm, I'm thankful for every opportunity, um, you know, that I've had. And so, like, I just really try to always keep that in mind. And, you know, man, just just remember, man, like I said, even, you know, I'm just thankful for the opportunities and always try to give back and, and put other people on and show love, man. So that's what it's always about for me, man. So, you know, you you know how it goes out here in the summertime, right? In the East Coast, you know, is you know, it's, everybody been locked away for like the last two years. Last year, anybody really had a summer. How you see the summer vibes coming out out here in the tri-state area this summer? Bro, I mean, well, you know, this for one on the on the cannabis tip, like this is the first time like it's really legal. Like that New York, <laughs> like you could smoke anywhere where you could smoke a cigarette. Oh That's my crazy. God, like, bro, like, I'm not even going to lie. Last time I came home, like, I went and came, like, I had to come up to New York. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I got to roll up. Like, spark as soon as I hop off the train, like, outside, just the feeling. Like, I'm. it's interesting to see, like, if you just think about the scene, and I know, like, y'all had the, the 420 joint, just like, like, just to see what type of stuff's going to develop, like, right? Like, what type of stuff is going to be able to happen? Because, you know, I, I just think it's, it's going to be crazy, man. I think it's gonna be spicy. Yeah, this summer yeah. You, you feel right now like the energy you in the street, like the city come back alive. You know, cause for a minute it was like I am legend out here. You know, it's nobody out here. It was gritty. You know, it was doom and gloom. Now you see like the energy, the vibe. Everybody feels like you know what I mean, like reinvigorated. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, man. A whole a whole year in the crib, man. People are just happy to to be out here, man. I know I am. Every time I'm outside, you know, you feel like you're escaping, man. Absolutely. So before let me let me it, all right. So I, I'll give you one, and I'm pretty sure Ralph liked this one because this looked like a nice Ralph question, right? So if you only had three strains for the rest of your life, my brother, which the wh- like let me know what's your top what's your three, top three? Baby. What's your top three? What would they be? Three strains. All right, three strains, man. Um, one strain that I've been. Um, like one str- let me see what did I what did I smoke today actually he's man. a pothead he's a super pothead <laughs> <laughs> I get- yeah man I'm not gonna lie man cause I be off I be you off so it, was, it was yo it was so it was so it was some type of it was a cookie strip like not not cookies the brand but it was something cookies man like I, I tend to like, like those like those type of strains mm-hmm. I know that those are like joints that they cross with gelato like type likes like that yeah let me tell you old school Old school haze and sour Whoa. diesel that we had on the coast. Like those are those are like top of my list. And like if I had if I could have that old school haze, that old school sour diesel, like I can't even think of like a third that go. like comes there. up there with those. Cause I get them too. Like I'm good. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that old that, school that sour <laughs> and that and that, that piff, haze. baby, that piff. Yeah, man, cause like, you know, it's nothing like that, you know, so like I'm saying, you know where I'm coming from, where like yes, Jersey, sir. that's what we had, man, like, yes, if you like that, like, bro, I, I never, you never smoke nothing that's good like that, just the way that gassy, the way it hit when you smoke that, that was that, that was that shit, man, if I could bring that back, 
that's all I will, that's all I would smoke forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like that. you know, and again, talking about how East Coast always had that fire. That's the East Coast thing, man. That's like it. that yeah. wasn't no West Coast no. weed. Like mm. that was that like you said that was that uptown. You had to know. You had to know where to go. You had to know where to <laughs> but go. Even right now, Diddy, to this day. Cali don't know about that uptown haze. Yeah, they don't really. That's not yeah. what they. Do. They don't know about like you know. What I mean, that's not a thing. That's a, that's like a tri-state area thing. Well, and see, that's where I know. So like, and so, and when I was at Howard, my best friend, like that was like my roommate that I kicked it with. He was from L.A. So like, we he was always talking about that. We you know they had the Kush, like all that type of stuff. Everybody when they came to Jersey and they smoked that shit though, they was like, yeah, this this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. No, you got good taste, brother. Those are definitely some <laughs> legendary strains, baby. Those are staples. Yeah, everybody in the room. Yeah, like it wouldn't even be that. no, it wouldn't <laughs> even be no nothing you get in a dispensary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because like, to be honest, like I'll say like I, I smoke a lot of like dispensary weed now, but like if I had to pick like what was going to be my thing, it would yeah, be one the of rest, them. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, shit, I'll take that. Ty so we know that you're full of surprises, man, and you're a renaissance man. You never know what you're cooking up. What should, uh, you know, everybody, us and everybody out there happy monkey world look forward, like, you know, upcoming things that Todd Diddy got going on and these organizations that you're on the board of, what should we look out for? Yeah, man. So, so one of the things again, that I'm, that I'm actively, um, working and hard at, of course, as, as y'all know, there's, or, or some people may not know, there's a number of pieces of federal, um, legislation that are currently being considered. Um, some of those are like the Safe, the Safe Banking Act, um, the Moore Act, the Booker, Wyden, Schumer bill that's yet to be announced. Um, so kind of working together to try to um, look at those and, and make sure that, again, there's equitable policies and those. But then also developing programs. Um, some of the ideas that I have are like making an HBCU program so that we can have access to pipelines for, you know, um, internships and, and careers in the cannabis industry, really focusing on social justice, um, you know, righting the wrongs of the war on drugs, whether that's expungement programs or things like that. And, and education, man, education and connection. It's always about education and connection to people, to opportunities, um, you know, as we look at building the industry um, so that, you know, that's really big for me. Um, and man, you know, like I said, I'm just excited to be outside like like everybody else, man, that the podcast is is still rocking um, the cannabis diversity report. Also, later this month, I, I'm actually working together with a, a veterans um, organization called AMVETS. So they're a veteran service organization. And we're having a con- they're having a conference educating veterans about understanding access to cannabis, like for PTSD, like and all that type of stuff. So. That was dope to work on because, like, you know, just that community, um, just, again, it's always trying to expand and, and just figure out how we can educate more people on cannabis um, and create opportunities for everybody, especially people that don't always get it, that really deserve it. Nah, brother, like I said, man, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we want to thank you, man, for everything you've done for the culture, the industry, and you continue to do to this day. Like, you know, uh, people don't understand the the gravity of what you're doing now, but, you know, everybody understands later, but, you know, we here, we understand now, you know, the magnitude of what you're doing, the impact you having in these rooms and how you have, you know, the culture and the community's best interest at heart. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, and it's always dope to have y'all support, man. You know, like, like hell, man, like writing for the Happy Monkey column, like early on, like over a year ago, you know, it's always been, been dope to be part of the fan, man, and, I'm, like I said, I'm just looking forward to connecting us and us all growing together. 
Um, and just like I said, just just us continuing to build and lead the culture um, and, and just open up pathways and more doors for other people. But also at the same time, like I said, make sure, like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing y'all success in any way that I can help. And also make sure that we amplify the message of what y'all are trying to do, because, again, like we need to see like we need to see like our, our superheroes in the cannabis industry. Right. Like see the folks that have been leading the way be successful. And again, like for me, I think I've always looked at y'all as representing New York. Um, so, you know, again, I, like hats off to y'all and, and y'all, you know, I'm always rocking with you, bro. Nah, thank you, brother. We appreciate you. And, you know, we got to get on your podcast. So, you know, that's basically what that's how we go get down. That's next. That's the next move. Hey, man, definitely, definitely make it happen, man. And again, man, for Happy Monkey, man, shout out to my bro, Dave, man. Absolutely. Like, you know, he was one of the man. me and him met, like, again, like, it's interesting, like, just talk about coming up with people before I was doing all of this national stuff, man. So that's, that's like, bro, you know, fam for real, man. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, love y'all, man. Yeah, man, much love, my brother. He got mad love for you. He always speaks highly about you. And you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know. You guys, uh, you know, started this path around the same time and, you know, emerging. So definitely, man, you know, but time, man, it's been an honor and a pleasure, man. We want to thank you for coming here on the boulevard and Mm -hmm. kicking it with the people for you guys out Mm -hmm, there. Now, mm -hmm. y'all know my man is a renaissance man from Wall Street to Bud Tender to (laughs) federal boards to, you know, organization boards. My man smoking Dutchess in Jersey. My man does it all, man. And I want to thank you, you know, and honor to have you come through and grace us with your energy, man. Give the people good information, good Mm -hmm. education Mm -hmm. out there. Keep them inspired, man. And you already know, man, we're here for you. Absolutely. Now it's time for the million dollar question, everybody. And this is, I'm very interested in knowing your opinion because, like you said, you've seen growth. You've seen growth in David. You've seen growth in us. We've seen your growth. It's, you know, it's important, man. So, my my brother, my man, Todd Diddy, can't stop, won't stop, right? If you had to describe your fam, Happy Monkey, in one word, what word would it be and why, my man? Oh man, if I had to if I had to describe Happy Monkey, man, like I gotta say just culture, man. Cause like again, culture. it's just like Happy Monkey is just a vibe, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that that's it. I'll just say vibe. If if that I'll change it from culture to vibe, man, because again, like I think that people need to see that. They need to understand again, man, just what y'all represent is is so cool, it's so smooth. Um, uh, man, and and y'all y'all are really uh, making moves and, and doing it, man. So you know, again, I'm I'm happy to be here and then looking like just looking forward to Lincoln in the future, bro. Absolutely, we definitely I appreciate you, brother. I'll take vibes because vibes is how we feeling every day, my brother. So I yeah, yeah, I'll be saying you doing the yoga, all that stuff, like everything. I try all sorts <laughs> of crazy shit, man. We here, man. We here, man. We letting them know, man, that you know the potheads. We do everything too, man. You know, it's a different mm-hmm. type of vibe over here. Ty, so let them know all the places where they could not just find you, but these organizations that you're on the board of, how they can keep it, stay informed on all the movements that's happening with you guys. Absolutely. So, yeah, make sure you um, check out U.S. Cannabis Council at uscannabiscouncil.org. Um, also, Marijuana Policy Project, mpp.org. Um, you can check out my podcast, Cannabis Diversity Report. That's the cannabisdiversityreport.com. Again, I'm, I'm Todd Diddy on every social media. Um, U.S. Cannabis Council's on Twitter. Um, no IG yet. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, look me up. I'm everywhere. I, I try to answer as many questions and connect with as many people as I can and help. 
Um, so I'm always here to, you know, to help out, man. So good. I mean, God bless everybody, man. Everybody that's trying to make moves in the game, man. You know, like I said, I love to see it. I, I want to see everybody win, man. So however I can help be a part of that. Yes, sir, my brother. I appreciate you, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, my brother has hit y'all with all the jewels and all the game for the day. Yes, you yes. You already know. Um, you know, shit is looking prosperous. The yeah, vibes man. is looking right. It's summer 2021 is spicy out here. Everybody hey. out there, remember, you're too blessed to, to be stressed. <laughs> Things to get greater later for now. Checking hey. out Black, yo, yo. Ty, Ramon. Peace. Till the next episode, peace, love, and happiness. You already know, smoke something. Smoke something. What's good, everybody? This is your nigga Ralph trying to keep you fresh with the info from Happy Monkey every single podcast. You already know what it is. If you haven't followed us yet, follow us on Instagram at happymonkey underscore or happymonkeygoodies. Now, remember, that's monkey with a U. Also, if you haven't checked us out, we're on YouTube. So check out our channel, Happy Monkey TV. Keep us current, live, and everything with the culture.